0: Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done?
1: Bet on the Wizards. Yep.
2: Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew.
1: Team 7, Chiefs up on the Eagles, 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. I can't believe this as I look at the box score, guys. Five total receptions for Eagles receivers across the board. Two for Devonta Smith. One catch for eight yards for A.J. Brown. Kenneth Gainwell has a four-yard catch. Jack Stahl has a three-yard catch, and that's it. There Eagles is, getting
0: punked, man. I
1: mean, there is no time to throw the football for Jalen Hurts. He's five of seven. He's been sacked five times. He's got 46 yards passing. They've done nothing. They haven't moved the football, and here the Chiefs are again, marching down the field as they continue to just pour this on I regret so Get much out. taking Sorry. the Eagles' money line. Oh, God, overthrowing Travis Ooh, Kelsey. Could have been a pick right there.
2: Yeah,
0: See, have. like, this is the thing. I don't want to overthink it anymore. Chiefs are going to win the Super
1: yep. Bowl. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are probably when just. When
0: you put, like, Mahomes with this defense, I mean, there's a reason why. He doesn't why, even have to do anything. I mean, yeah, you want Tyreek Hill. I mean you you know what I mean? Like yes, sure in a perfect world you can make a trade for DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams is, but that's not how this league works. The question man.
2: is if you have Tyree Kill, do you have this defense? Probably
0: not. You can't pay some of these guys. Right. You need pass rushers, you need protection. Mm-hmm.
2: Chris Jones deal probably doesn't get done with Tyree Kill. Exactly.
0: You know what I mean? And and like Trent you McDuffie. can't replace
1: Tyree Kill, but when you have Mahomes
2: it's and like, that. Oh, we it. can kind of do whatever. And that's
1: the difference. Because yeah. Patrick Mahomes is one of the rare quarterbacks that elevates everybody else around him, that can compensate for the mistakes, that can make up for the, the gaps that they have in that offense, and deal with guys that are dropping footballs or inconsistent week after week. Yeah. And here they are. Him and, and Russell Wilson.
2: Yes.
0: I'm trying yeah. to butter up Patrick Everson because yes. he's coming on and he's a big Bronco. <laughs> Our Broncos. You brought hey, it up, man. Listen, plus man. 500 to make the listen, playoffs. I
1: told you. I'm just saying Patrick Everson I jumps you. on with us. Senior reporter, Vegas Insider. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's just go to your Broncos, man. How do you feel? I bet them to make the playoffs. It was plus 520. I'm starting to feel like, Patrick, your Broncos...
3: Maybe a team of destiny. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Wilson MVP. Oh my. I I <laughs> wish
3: I had thought to bet that at plus 520. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs necessarily, but I would like to have a plus 520 ticket in my hands. That would be nice. So I think that's uh, I think that's very well played, Nick. Look, they're 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 playing significantly better. The defense is alarmingly better considering mm-hmm. look, we all know Miami's a good team, but 70 points with your backups going up and down the field on an NFL defense. That's, you know, something seemed really wrong there. But I think it's, they're, they're, they're allowing something like 17 points a game over the last five games, which is really where you need to be. Uh, I was actually on one of the BetMGM MGM shows over the weekend that originates from Mandalay Bay here, the inside of betting lines with Adam Candy and former Broncos linebacker Brandon Marshall. And he noted that what they try to do, they have like the, their goal sheet that's up at, you know, on the, on the, on the, on the whiteboard before every game, or whatever, the, the scribble, uh, sharpie board, or whatever it is. And they always want to try to, you know, not allow more than 17 points. And, you know, if you stay in that 17, 18, 19, 20 range and you get any any offense at all, which they barely did, Denver, then you can win some games. So, um, look at I, it, I don't, I don't think it's fluky necessarily, but they do, I do think they still need to get a little bit more out of that offense. You can't, you can't leave it all on the defense. They tried that last year and it didn't work.
2: What an ugly style of football that is, Pat. What a sad, sad <laughs> scenario for your football team to have that ethos. I can't relate as a Cowboy fan. We want to run up the score <laughs> on everybody. We want to get takeaways. <laughs> we want we want our defense to lead the way, and we want Dak to run for a TD, get the ball to CD, all of that. Let's talk about the week that was. It feels mm-hmm. like the pros cleaned the hell up. Trendy big favorites went 1-3. Underdogs went 7-4. What was uh, what were the books saying after this uh, slaughtering of the public?
3: Well, I, I think, t- and to a degree, it was definitely when you're looking at the at the ATS records and where the sh- and where we saw some of the uh, some of the sharper bets coming in that we that we reported over the weekend, whether it was Bet- whether it was with BetMGM or elsewhere. But keep in mind that it you know for quite a few books, moneyline Parlay stayed alive. Chicago not finishing the job there. Was kind of important as the day evolved because everybody who had Detroit in money line parlays and teasers stayed live, and San Francisco got the job done in the afternoon to keep money line. I mean, they didn't quite cover, but they covered most of the numbers that they were bet at, and they kept money line parlays alive. The Bills kept money line parlays alive and covered, by the way. Um, so uh, th- there there was still a bit of a back and forth for some sports books. Some sports books did, did pretty good, but most sportsbooks, it was more of a exchanging money back and forth, back and forth. And Scott Shelton told me here at BetMGM Nevada that they eked out a win because what they really wanted last night was Vikings outright, but what they didn't want was a Broncos win and a Broncos cover. They got a Broncos win and a Minnesota cover on that narrow, that little fine window, which, by the way, is what BetMGM nationally needs tonight. And I'm not sure they're going to get it, which is good because I took alternate spread Chiefs minus six, but uh, but that's beside the point. Um, so I think it was a little bit of a back and forth weekend. You know, the public definitely got its spots done, got it, hit, hit some spots with money line parlays and such. But uh, but to your point, against the spread, it was uh, it was more a, a sharp betters weekend, which generally means it's the bookmakers weekend because the bookmakers usually need the sharp side.
2: What a when you talk about moneyline parlays, because you were talking about it almost like there's more, a lot more volume in the moneyline mm-hmm. parlay market. When you mm-hmm. talk to some of these bookmakers, do they give you an idea of of just how much volume is on what type of bet?
3: Well, they give me some idea that you know they're they're going to run to the heavy the, the heavy public favorites are always going to get a lot, and you, as you noted, there was a lot of big numbers this week, so. They were just trying to string those together. And some of them, they feel like the numbers get so big that it doesn't really add a lot of value to your ticket, but they feel, you know, public bettors feel like it's basically a free space on a bingo card. There was one odds maker, a respected odds maker. He's been in Vegas quite a while, Trista. And what he told me early in the season, he's like, look, it's kind of crazy that this is how it's evolved, but money line parlays are going to determine our Sunday every single week. If we wow. beat the money line parlays, if we can get two underdogs, to win outright against a popular favorite, a heavy favorite, then we're going to have a great day. And if we don't, we're going to get hammered.
2: Wow. So it must be a lot of money then. Go yeah. ahead, right
3: Exactly. Uh, it's just, well, and the liability stacks up, you know.
0: Yeah. Pat, when you away. look at spe- – yeah, speaking of liability, I look at these Thanksgiving uh, Day games and, man, like usually you like to make the case for the dog, but you have the Lions laying seven and a half at home against the Packers. Cowboys, 11-point favorites over the Commanders in that offensive line. And then the Seahawks uh, are 6.5-point dogs, possibly without Geno Smith, and we all saw what Drew Locke looked like yesterday going against the Niners. What are you seeing for Thanksgiving? Where's the biggest liability, and what do you think the book needs might, might be here? Because I kind of like all favorites here.
3: Ex- exactly, and I see it too. And here's the thing. What the public loves to do, especially in a situation where you've got three favorites that the public is going to like, the public is going to love the Niners, Gonna love the Cowboys. The Lions are absolutely a public darling, even though the Lions, you know, even even though they're coming off a game where they finally did cover, they're going to be putting together. One oddsmaker maker told me this specifically on Sunday night, Ryan. He said they're going to be putting together basically the three-legged, the the three turkey leg parlay, and they're a money line parlay. They're going to run the Lions to the Cowboys to the Niners. And he said if we get to to Thursday night and the Lions and the Cowboys just win. it's plus
2: 100 pat why would anyone do that
3: because they look it's just a it's a in this case trista it's a it's thanksgiving day three standalone games that's all you've got i mean you could get involved with the college game uh with 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 the egg bowl if you chose but as far as nfl that's all you've got they each have their own window and people just think well what the hell why don't i just do a money line parlay on all three favorites today they do that they've been doing this you know ever since the thanksgiving day Games, as they've grown in popularity and they added the third game, they tend to do it. And in this situation, you know, normally the Lions are like, you know, who's betting the Lions on Thanksgiving? Nobody yeah, for right. years. But now they are. So that's why it's gotten, you know, that, that that's one reason why it's going to be probably more popular this year than it ever has in the past. And what the odds maker said is if if it rolls out that way, he knows there's going to be a bunch of money like that. And I know it's not a huge payout to your point, Trista. You're totally right. Uh, I might do it just for giggles anyway. I almost swore there. Um, but uh, but he said we'll be rooting for Seattle to spring the upset for sure because it's going to be a sizable decision. Even though it's only plus 100, there's going to be a lot of tickets at plus 100. Um, it could be a sizable decision come Thursday night.
1: You know, Patrick, I like to look at that as people are just trying to, you know, increase their bankroll a little bit. doesn't have to be a ton of money. They just want to, you know – Sprinkle a little something, have a good Thanksgiving. Talking to Patrick Everson, MGM tonight. What about tonight? We actually didn't get a chance to talk about just mm-hmm. this game. What's what's the scenario that needs to play out? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that certainly like the Eagles in this, but there was more, it seemed like, on the Chiefs. What's the scenario that kind of, like, threads the needle for the books? Because, I mean, I guess at this point... I'm also looking at this going, my God, I took the Eagles' money line. I'm a moron. But I know a lot of people certainly like the Eagles in this too. Is there like a specific scenario that the books want the most, like Chiefs
3: win by two type of situation? Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. This is from Christian Cipollini earlier, just before a little bit, maybe an hour or two before kickoff. He said, "We want now. You know, look, the Eagles could come back. There's plenty of time left in this game, and they're not. It's not like they're miles behind. But yeah. we want the Chiefs by one or two tonight. Mm-hmm. But this is almost this they is a do. lot like a Super Bowl game. Now, I don't remember exactly whether the Chiefs or the Eagles went off as the favorite in the Super Bowl, but what often happens in the Super Bowl if the number is low enough, if it looks like it's going to be a competitive game, is a lot of bettors like to take the favorite on the spread and they like to take the dog on the money line. That's exactly what they did at Bet MGM on this game. So." They, for BetMGM to have this work out for them, they need to thread the needle of Chiefs by one or two, which wipes out Eagles' money line and wipes out Chiefs' spread. And what he said they're looking to avoid really is a high-scoring game and particularly a high-scoring game in which the Chiefs win. Right now, we don't have a high-scoring game, so they're looking all right there. But they're hoping to thread the needle just as you alluded to it, Nick. Uh, Chiefs by one or two, Chiefs winning, Eagles covering book takes all the money on the money line and take, all, you know, all the Eagles money line cash and all the chiefs spread bets.
2: What about in college football? We've got some huge rivalry games. Uh, Oregon mm-hmm. plays Oregon state. I cannot believe Pat that Oregon is a 13 and a half point favorite at home to Oregon state. Uh, that feels like kind of an automatic Have to take Oregon state. Cause they don't care about playing at Autzen stadium. They never do. Uh, what does the book need there?
3: I think they're going to need Oregon State, but I totally see what you're saying. Look, I was writing about this earlier today. My my College Football Week 13 odds report just published right before I went on the show with the three of you. And looking at all these all these top 25 games, but specifically these big key games, and Oregon State, Trista, is 8 in, they've got 3 losses. They are 8 points away from being 11 and 0. That is a good football team. And, you know, look, Washington was able to hold them down, but yet Washington wasn't able to run away with that game. Oregon State was right there at the end. So I agree. I think it's too many points. And one odds maker I spoke with for the article, again, that I just posted on Vegas Insider, um, they went up 14 and they got sharp play on Oregon State right out of the gate, dropped down to the first move was to Oregon minus 13 and a half. So, um, you know, it is a – the, the sharp folks like that opening number, you know, getting the full two touchdowns there, and uh, I'm with you on this. I'm tempted to maybe fire early on Oregon State in case it, in case there's any chance it goes any lower. Um, wouldn't you know? Would get as many points as you can with the Beavers. I think this is going to be a better game than this. Oregon State's been competitive every week. I mean, they could they you could you could easily kind of look over their games and see them being ten and 1, 11 and zero.
0: Yeah. Pat, we got about two minutes left. Uh, I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. about a couple games in the NFL. This is a weird week in the NFL where you look at a lot of these spreads and they're all picks, man. And a couple Mm -hmm. of them I wanted to talk about. We got the Steelers and uh, the Bengals, and the Bengals obviously going to be without Joe Burrow yet. They're only one and a half point uh, favorites in that game. The Steelers are over the Bengals. And then you have the Saints over Atlanta. What do you think the book needs going to be in those two matchups? Some of these picks right here.
3: That's a really good question. The Cincinnati one is. Is yeah. is tricky. Um, I'm not sure what you what you're seeing at BetMGM right now. Or we at are we at pick or Bengals one or
0: uh, right now over at BetMGM they moved to Bengals one. plus one. Yeah. So oh, I'm sorry. So oh, Steelers Bengals. are one point favorites on the road. Yeah.
3: S- Steelers one point favorites. Yeah. Wow. Um, I I don't know what they're going to end up needing. I think they got the number right. It's just it's really tricky when you're trying to figure out you know factor in the Joe Burrow situation, but. Most oddsmakers told me, look, he is, you know, if he's healthy, if he'd been like healthy all season, if he was like the last two years, Joe Burrow, then that's a guy that's worth, you know, he's one of only a couple, you know, three, four, maybe five quarterbacks in the league. That's worth a full touchdown to the spread. Now, one oddsmaker told me last week after this injury happened, because Burrow has been hampered, you know, he, he didn't, you know, he was hampered early in the season and he, you know, he he hasn't really been full strength. He said, I'd make him six points, but, that and but that's a you know that's significant that's a that's a huge amount to the spread and it's it's not only it's mostly what that quarterback brings to the table like a Burrow or a Mahomes or what have you but also who's behind that quarterback that factors into how heavy right. that number is and 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 if you're saying that this is a this is a pick then you're saying that the Bengals would be favored by six or seven in this game with Joe Burrow in it, which I believe, which I think is accurate. So I'm not sure what they'll need, but I don't know if people are going to be on the Cincinnati bandwagon after this.
1: Patrick Everson, Vegas insider. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks so much, Pat.
2: Thanks, Pat.
3: Great. Thank you. Have an excellent week. Happy Thanksgiving. It's been MGM the night.